Hey, everybody. Um, a little bit of a different episode this week. I have another family member on. Um, this time, I was able to convince my mother to come on. I'm not going to tag her in any of the posts or anything. She's not. She doesn't want that. Um, and if you do listen to this and 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 want to um, to show some support, feel free to just uh, uh, fire a comment off on Instagram. But um, it's one thing to to give advice. This, by no stretch of the imagination, is an advice podcast. This is her experience dealing with me as an addict and me as a disconnected adult. Um, there's some tears, there's laughter, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and it is undoubtedly one of the better conversations my mom and I have had about addiction recently. Um, it's not a topic that we're shy of talking about. Um, you'll hear her say that in, in the podcast. She's pretty, uh, she's a pretty straight up honest to a fault at times, you know, maybe that's where I get it from. Um, but anyways, enough, uh, enough rambling, enough, uh, enough solo from me, but, um, I love her forever. She will always be the person who can bring a tear to my eye even when she's not in the room. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy. Um, bye for now. And we're back for another episode of Meatball Thoughts. I am your host, Tomas Sebastian. I have a very special guest with me today, someone who is literally responsible for my life in its entirety um, through uh, conception, birth, all the things. I have my mother, Janet McFarland. <laughs> Say hi, Mom. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. hey. Um, you and I were talking a little earlier, and I was um, uh, just a little bit of a backstory thing. But I was so Matt, who I've talked to you endlessly about Matt, and um, we're not here to talk shit about him. But um, you know, he's over a year clean and sober now, which is really good for him. Um, but we we're talking, him and I last week were talking about um, a lot of addiction stuff. And, um, it, it got me thinking like, what, what is, what is it like to be a parent on this, on that side of, of the addiction, seeing your child or, um, parent or family member or what have you just seeing your child, seeing your, your relative kind of go through that and, and not necessarily know full on what to do, but maybe some thoughts around it. Um, you know, let's let's just jump into it because I know this probably you know we're on a bit of a time crunch. So, um, 
let's start with the first question. Like, when when did you first know that I was using? Um, first of all, I'm not uh, terrific with exact times. I don't have that kind of memory. Yeah. Um, That's okay. But um, I knew you were in trouble emotionally, and... Um, I knew you were in trouble emotionally and pulling away a lot mm. from supports after your dad died. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and I knew also at that time I wasn't going to be your support to help you through all that because mm. that was had its own complications. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started to see you working in environments where it was just so easy for you to drink a lot mm. and to slip away to, to slip away and so it was kind of like you couldn't stay present in a conversation without something mm. now I wasn't with you a whole lot so but all those things uh, you know if the family was getting together or if you were going to show up first of all you might show up tired and just sleep through a lot of the family event yeah so I wondered, you know, like what's really going on here? Um, and so, you know, when you were drinking more, there's, uh, while I wasn't a witness to a lot, there is alcoholism in my family. Yeah. So that pressed my buttons. Uh, both sides too, on dad's side, there was a lot. That's of right, there was. So, um, so I was... Uh, press my buttons to to be more watchful. I don't mm. think I said anything at that time. No, I no, I, I and, didn't do and anything. I don't, I don't think we ever had like a a heart a, to heart on a, that a confrontational kind of a conversation like that. No, um, trying to touch the table. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was one of those things that, or at least. Like, was it, was it something that, like, you say you could see me kind of slipping away and just disconnecting. Was there, was there something where you were just like, you know, this is a piece I could do to help bring him back? Or was it like, I just kind of have to watch and let it happen? Well, you would be probably in your mid 20s, maybe 22, 23 around this time. I'm not sure. 24, 24, 25. Okay. Well, but time flies anyways, when you're having fun. When you're yeah. having uh, yeah. fun, a version anyway, of fun. Anyway, uh, you weren't present. Yeah. You weren't present. You didn't make an effort to be present. Uh, you were, became more and more of a know-it-all. Hmm. All while knowing nothing. <laughs> Didn't like that part, but young men are young men figuring their way out. So I, I did a lot of watching. Mm. And my way of parenting uh, from the get-go really is to notice what your child's gifts are mm. as best you can. And of course, um, I'm not saying I knew all your gifts, but I knew your passion for food because I that started when you were around 10, 9 or 10. Yeah. And so you were doing that but you were you weren't uh lighting up about that. Mm. 
somehow. So you were going through certain motions and then you weren't present. And we're a very, um, we're kind of a jokey, fun-loving family when we get together. We have our warts, but you know, but we're that kind. And you were withdrawn. Mm. There was a time you came when I knew you were in trouble. When you came up to, I had moved to another small city and um, you came up and you stayed over here and there there were others around and you chose to sleep on the couch, which is fine. I have a small place and that's the... uh, the guest bed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, yeah, yeah. At the time. Yeah. but what you did was you snuck out of the house yeah you snuck out of the house and you were gone all night and I somehow figured that out as you were coming in in the morning and I saw your face and you were right out of it mm-hmm. and yeah. and I that's the one time I remember lighting into you and you, you probably said. don't even remember, but I told you, you may never come to my house again and do that, ever. Mm. So did I push you away more? I don't know, but it was like, no, I'm not being a haven for somebody going out, going downtown, finding what they need or think they need mm. and think they need, yeah. and coming back. But of course, that set off mother alarms for me because... Mm. Uh, it wasn't just that you were withdrawn or figuring stuff out with other people. It was, okay, he's he's doing something. Yeah. He's doing something. But you weren't forthcoming. You no, weren't well, forthcoming. I was caught in my own little web of bullshit, right? That's, yeah. That's the thing. But, uh, so, but then I knew that when I reflected on that, I knew that you were also caught in a cycle of lies with me. So I then, for quite a long time, for years really, I was very careful about trusting what you told me. Mm-hmm. Because, which was heartbreaking really, because I knew you to be a very heartfelt person, but you were not letting your heart lead the way. No. Mm-hmm. Um, something else was happening. So I, I read lots. I tried to figure stuff out that way and I just kept believing in you Hmm. so I'm um, as you know you and I have a kind of a connection around energy and spirituality and I thought well this is something I can do right now is hold the space for Tomas Hmm. to come through this I mean I know on this even on the podcast I mentioned a number of times whether you call it God the universe energy doesn't whatever you choose to call it you you have shaped in a large way my understanding of what energy can do and is and its potential for connectivity yeah and i wonder if like if someone maybe not me specifically but if someone was looking to to kind of go deeper into that is there like was there ever like a a certain reference or something that you you came across when when you're dealing with the lies and the bullshit that i was feeding you or that an addict could feed somebody 
Was there was there like a I've I know I know you turned me on to the KMH stuff, which I've talked about at length and stuff like that, and it's it's it definitely got the ball rolling as far as like official treatment goes for me, but but there was probably I don't know if it was months or a full year before that where I just kept adding ideas. Hmm. And I saw you live in one dive after another. <laughs> I saw your brother provide space for you and try to be um, a support, a, a, support, a big support, figure. maybe a father figure, but certainly a big support. And his partner uh, is easy to be around and supportive. Yeah. So I saw that they had your back in some ways that way. But then you would just dig in a deeper and deeper spot to live in or mm-hmm. a pretense of a girlfriend that was the love of your life, but you weren't focused, you know, mm-hmm. like this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So I could see through all that kind of stuff, but there was no point of me pushing you away. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I watched and I, uh, I tried to, in, in my way, stay connected because connection is everything. Uh, meaning, if you were going to shift and I was connected, I would notice that. I'd Then I'd be able to add more energy. Mm. You know, like to watch the moments. And mm. that's what parents do anyway. They watch for when the child's ready to take a step. And then they're right there to catch the head from crashing, but also to let the child wobble. Yeah. And so um, I felt like that was one role I had but then as as you got looking more uh, haggard and and um, you got quite scared at some point with one apartment you were in the guy that you were shacking up with that was going to be all just fine was way worse than you and was frightening you enough that you would tell me some stories yeah and I well, I didn't endlessly go because I didn't live in Toronto, but I did show up at every place you lived and I'd bring you a plant and I'd yeah, or like maybe bring some... Here's some canned food. Here's some, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we talked earlier and I so didn't... That's a very sneaky way of... It's like, here's a housewarming. This is where you're living? Shit. <laughs> Isn't that great? There's uh, not even a living room. Well, there's a roof over your head um (laughs) so so anyway i do a hands-on technique where i can um uh relieve discomfort pain tension Mm -hmm. and um and so i just kept offering that because for sure you needed it Mm -hmm. and and uh most of the times you came and just snored through the session but i can read body tissue so yeah so I, you know, and I should and it, mention for people you're a physio, but you work with a technique mostly. What is it Tellington Touch? No, no, that's no, not a thing anymore. No, not, not a thing. Okay, well, that's with animals. I work with lymph, lymphatic work. Yeah, lymphatic. yeah. Okay, the lymph but it, but anyway, it's just a hands-on technique. So you learn a lot from people's mm. bodies. Store their stories, mm. their tissues. Yeah. So. And there were some crisis points, like the wipeout bicycle thing several times, <laughs> yeah. the not wearing a helmet several times. Yeah, yeah. The, we, 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 
me, myself, and I wear a helmet now. Okay, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. so there were moments where I felt like, okay, I gotta say something. I'm yeah. the parent here, yeah. but um, and he's still acting like a child, even though he's when, in, in when, early adulthood. When the CAMH stuff was coming up, I mean, I was really concerned, and and your older uh, sister mm-hmm. um, said something that uh, said out loud what the whole family was thinking. And so there was a relief in that because it was very honest. And she and I had anyway talked ahead about this, like what can we do, how to support him. Um, so that those conversations were happening in the background. And we were all reading our own bits because we like to be educated kind of people. But yeah. we also knew you had to show us you were going to make a move. Yeah. So what Sarah said... In my memory, how I took it in was she told me that she had a conversation with you where she said, I don't want to hear that you have died on the street. I live in Germany. I don't want that storyline. Yeah. And we, when she said that, to you, I wasn't there, but she she and I talked about her saying that to you or a version of that. Mm-hmm. And we both sat and cried because it was real. We couldn't do anything else about it at that time mm-hmm. except go back to your gifts and what we knew to be good about you. And and um, and there was a push to get you at least involved in some kind of formalized counseling. Mm-hmm. So I will... F- which, which I I'm was still into this day. Yeah. So I was postured. I mean, there were a lot of false starts to keep suggesting that to you. Oh, yeah. And I was um, not going to pay the entire cost. It was a real tough love moment because I knew from other people's stories and I knew from you getting stronger in yourself, you had to bite it. Well, and the person who's the addict, I've said this talking with friends. I know I've. I don't think Matt would be upset me saying it, but I'd I'd said it to him when he was, when I was a little over a year clean and sober, and he was still figuring it out, uh, figuring out those initial stages. I've said it to other friends who are still in the midst of it, um, family friends. uh, I'll tell you after, but um, yeah, you have to want it. You have to want to not be that person anymore you have to and it's not to say that some days I don't think about it you know cravings are a real thing whether it's man I could sip on a bourbon right now or I really miss a glass of Bordeaux or um oh yeah I'd really like to disconnect and yeah those would be the things right But, but, but like when, when you're saying it's like, it's, it's a tough love situation. I think I've, I've had conversations with people where they're like, they'll say, you know, it's just all tough love. It's like, it, it, it's not all tough love. Like it has to be a weird mix of who the person is, what they're willing to receive, what they're capable of receiving and a little bit of the tough love smack you up side the head kind of vibe no the tough love for me wasn't the smack you up the side of the head tough love was hmm. 
me not moving in as if I had all the answers for you. I ah, did not. Okay. I did not, and I okay. knew you had to work hard at getting your own answers. Okay. But what I could do, and I tried to do, was support you when you were ready. So when you were ready to go to the... Like, I never signed you up for anything. I made suggestions. I provided phone numbers for you. I told mm -hmm. you the parameters for the program. Yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But it's like, you got to call. There's all the cliff notes, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you live or, four blocks away. Go. <laughs> yeah. And there was a community center at one time, but you wouldn't budge on that. And, you know, because we were looking for uh, options that would fit your budget. Mm. And then, you know, it's not that I wouldn't contribute, but if you were moving, if you weren't a parked car, if you were at least in neutral or starting to move, then I could contribute. Mm -hmm. I could say, I'll meet you halfway. I'll pay for half your, initially half your um, yeah. uh, counseling sessions. Or I would ask you, so what's that person like? What's another person? like?" I, mm -hmm. But that was always a dance and I never knew. For years, I didn't know if I... If I was giving you honest information. If honest information and or if I should be asking you. Mm. So I just went on my gut. And I'm very intuitive person. I've developed that skill set for many other circumstances in my life. Mm. And I've had a lot of circumstances in my life where I feel blessed by whether you whatever you call it. Creation's nudge. To say now, do it, mm. move, and this is in whether it's a home I live in, whether it's a an some, animal you're raising, whether it's a healing technique, whether it's a garden. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's how I uh, um, approach life. So I mm. just had to heighten it for my own son, which I never had wanted to be taken down that road. Mm. But there it was in my face. So I wonder because I remember the first year I was, um, the first year I was sober, and I think the first year anyone is sober, it's it can be a very triggering time. I think I think it can be, and depending on if you've fully committed to like getting better, maybe getting better is the wrong word, but uh, addressing personal issues maybe is a better way of saying it if you're committed to addressing the personal issues that I, I cooked Christmas that first year mm -hmm. and it was a dry Christmas mm -hmm. or I think Dan had a couple of drinks later no, well, late, you, later in the evening and, <laughs> and that was a big problem there were but, a lot of back family conversations because people were upset with Dan because he's sure. a yeah, we were upset with Dan because he was a sommelier and he couldn't pull back on his interest. It's like, come on. Yeah. Come on. It's like he wants so, to cook dinner. Just don't drink, Dan. <laughs> He's so, doing something productive. He's cooking us food. <laughs> no. Not just so, eating our so food and Really what I'm saying is we didn't do it right yeah. necessarily. We did our best hmm. in all our different ways. And we had back conversations, Tomas, because we cared about you hmm. that, you know, we cared. We really cared and we didn't stop caring. And one of the um, 
and so uh, sorry back up the train a little sure, bit yeah. for me entering that thing of okay my son is an addict he could never come out of this how will i live with this yeah. so i will not stop loving him mm. i will not what will I do that's practical? Well, I need to be honest. I've, to a fault, been honest about lots of things in my life. So when the situation provokes it, I will be honest. Like, you may never come in my house again and, if you're, and do if that. You're in that state. If you're in that state, you may never stay over and hoodwink me by going out when mm. I've gone to sleep. No. Yeah. So, you know, I spoke my truth. Um... Uh, but also when you did something positive, I felt I was right there for you. When you moved to that horrible, crappy place, oh my God, yeah. I brought you plants. Wait, are you talking because, Gerard? Yeah, yeah. Gerard. <laughs> I brought you plants yeah. for your windowsill. Yeah. Because herbs and plants, yeah. like I just kept looking for how will I affirm. Here, man, here's some life. Take care of it. Yeah. yeah. How will I nurture the best side of my son? I mm. know my son. I birthed him. I was there. My God, he was a tag along forever. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, and also I'm yeah. the only living parent. So it's me or me. True. True. So, you know, there, I have good friends. And I have one very good friend who's known me forever and known Tomas since he was born. Was there the day he was born. And several times when I was really low or worried, she would say to me, oh, he'll come through it. Young men, oh my God, she said she has four sons. They, they take a long time. They take a long time. He'll be okay, Jan. Mm -hmm. And whether she knew that to be true or not, she's also an intuitive person, but it gave me support, and I needed that. So that was a good thing. But... Um, there was something else I deviated there, so you can. When I said I'm gonna step back a bit, um, you're gonna step back in the story. Oh, so I just kept trying to support you in different things, like better places to, like cooking the dinner was a good thing. We had to tolerate your knowing, your know-it-all attitude. Yeah. Because it was. This is how it should be. This like is, you yeah. know, um, as if I had never cooked a meal for the family yeah. ever that they'd enjoyed yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i just talk about your burnt cookies that's all i talk about <laughs> yeah there you go but uh, you know um i remember um uh having lots of conversations about how to support you because we knew it would be steps of coming away from addiction. We knew that from our reading, from our knowing other people, from And I'm sure I mean I healthcare know. stuff. Like I got I got stuff mailed to me, you know, I read mm. stuff, yeah. Mm. And that kind of thing for what it was worth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well and we were talking before about it a little bit and I the the pieces that I remember you having you guys putting in place knowingly or unknowingly or the seeds being planted. I'm sure there were a few that you knew you were planting and a few that you didn't know you were planting, but was going to Germany 
I, I still regard that uh, this would have been four years ago, a little over four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, no, not four years ago. This would have been this would have been six years ago. Um, anyways, I went to Germany. Had three weeks without using I was still drinking German beer at the time but just beers no hard drugs and by the end of it in the last like three four days I started my mind started to clear a little bit and like and just realize oh oh I don't have to exist in that state that's not something I have to go back to now. When I, as soon as I came back to the city, I went back to it because I didn't have support systems built to to facilitate change. Um, but Sarah and I also had that conversation, the one you had mentioned earlier, where she had said to me, "This is this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going. This is how I envision getting this phone call." So those two, I think, combined, you know, they didn't sink in for a couple more years, but or they didn't start to root and sprout for a couple of years, but they were there. And I wonder, there's there's times when I wonder where I would be without going to Germany or going going to these places that that I didn't even, I, I don't even know if I was thinking that I need to go there. It was just like a, this has to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the universe and maybe the energy that you would held for me that was like the universe just giving me a little kick in the butt being like, book the plane ticket. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Like, who cares if you're going into debt? Do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a we're not, we're, not, we're not going into debt conversation. We're not going into debt conversation. But... Um, was it was was there any was there any of um, your grandmother in that storyline for you? You're talking Nana. I don't remember a specific conversation that Nana and I would have had, but that night where you read me out for ducking out and getting fucked up Alicia and I went to Nana's that morning that afternoon rather and that was the first time where my family world and that world truly crossed mm-hmm. in in a way that was transparent yeah that wasn't like Oh yeah, I got a little messed up and and was hung over and saw Dan the next day. It was like, no, 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 I'm still high right now. And I'm around people that this is not okay. And it was something that that I think she never said anything. It wasn't Nana wasn't a Well, she wouldn't she wouldn't she, she wouldn't the, say it. She wouldn't have the frame of reference. Yeah. It was always like Tomas has a hard job. Tomas's shift work is crazy. Yeah, Tomas, oh, like he it works was such all... long hours. It's like yeah, you can work long hours and still get decent sleep. <laughs> you I were work, given I worked fifteen and a half hours yesterday, given, and I'm still. You were given a still. lot of excuses. Yeah, 
you know and, and well and i took them it wasn't i i didn't worked I, them. I, I was, you worked them took them worked them massaged them in a way that made me not look like a piece of human garbage facts <laughs> like that's I, I, I can admit well, that. Well, that that's your but, own relationship to yourself. That wasn't sure. anything we were putting out there. We weren't no. telling you you were garbage. We were worried about your behavior. Yeah. And we knew it was a long journey. And we knew that we shouldn't reef on you too much for smoking because that was the least of your <laughs> that's, addictions. That's baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there was that. There were many layers that you've really come through. You know what is just occurring to me now and didn't even in the conversation earlier mm-hmm. is that you taught me earlier on not to trust you which mm. is i just it's you know i do know this i just hadn't put it into the conversation meaning when you graduated from georgian college george brown george brown god daniel was georgian uh from george brown you lied to me about your courses yeah. and what you had to do yeah. and I you kept me believing for months that you were going to graduate yeah. and, and the, when I wouldn't give it up because I wanted to book off my schedule so I could be there mm-hmm. you had to come clean with me and when you did I exploded in your face yeah. and so you knew the full fury and and I remember that time because it wasn't that you were coming to me to say I don't want to do this it's that it was the height of selfishness on your part Mm. and you had been supported for in some odd way by your dad to keep this lie so it was horrible Uh, it was just horrible and I that was a hill I would die on Mm. because I thought if you do this how will you come back from this because people had given you money, counted on you, supported you, mm-hmm. helped you come up with topic ideas, yeah. re- researched for you. People had, in all these people were family people or your current girlfriend was a good person. Yeah. Um, uh, and you were thumbing your nose to all of us. Yeah. And so... I remember what turned that around and we you could cry in each other's arms and we could create a plan after me really like I was I remember standing in the in the center of that uh, labyrinth that field on the farm and just like I just exploded because I realized the extent of what you'd gone to to try and keep the lie to keep the lie and I yeah, well, I, just, I can't book it off work, Mom. I'm, I'm working. I have a job now. Well, and then you had to come clean that you needed one more course, and you, right? Yeah. You or couldn't. Think, yeah, two or, two or three. I don't know. What, whatever yeah, the number It was. doesn't matter. Whatever it was, but yeah. you had to come clean because I just kept hammering you with questions. Yeah. Yeah, and when when the lie is, is, is that big, there are so many holes that can be poked in it, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, so, but that was my intuition. It's like, mm. holy crap, he's taking me I down. I fucking knew it. <laughs> so, but the thing about that was, is there was a coming clean, but you taught me not to trust you until mm. you, sh- you earned it again. Yeah. 
you taught me that then. But, I mean, and then I just but, proceeded to shit on that trust even more. No, more. you but, didn't. But, uh, I mean, you yes, you did. And it still was clear you had a long way to go. But the thing that broke that, and I don't know if you remember this, but that might have been another little long-suffering seed that had to sit in the earth a long time. Because mm. I said to her, you, to you, you have to finish this college thing to mass, not for the paper, for yourself, for, yourself. Yeah. for your character. Yeah. You have to do it. And when somehow those words came out of my mouth, because I wanted to be a good parent, Mm. So always you wanted, wanted me to college, finish no. college because you're selfish. No, because <laughs> no. kidding, kidding. because for all, every one of my children, I wanted to be the parent that they needed so they would grow strong in our world and mm. give their gifts. Yeah, and so and, that was dad, that. Dad was not doing that, that at the time. That was that. For damn sure. Well, for yeah. Look, I'm not. I'm. We don't have to go into uh, me talking shit about my father. Hold a lot of love in a lot of different ways for him. That was not one of them. But, so, but but that was the moment of this is about your character, mm. and that turned the tables for us in that moment. Mm. And you did do all your requirements to finish, mm-hmm. and begrudgingly. Fa- and fam, sure, maybe begrudgingly, but you did it. Yeah. And family stayed with you in that. Mm. And. Um, so who knows if that eventually, because the, the, the other thing that's most important to me, and it's happened in, uh, you think, in less than a year, for sure, probably true, like the last maybe, 10 maybe, months. Maybe or, the realization has happened in the or, last year. But. but what you shared with me was you, you said to me, and we're all feeling more confident about you and uh, what you share with us, and we can see you sticking with your word and we can see you um, contributing in a much more relaxed way and we can see how you are just in the world you know it's good it's good and you had to go through bloody hard COVID times and you got pounded the most of all of us and you've made it through so so you you've been shaped in character in a good way I think through that Mm, I'd agree with that and um, and you've stayed with the counseling, another really good thing. And uh, the acupuncture helps, and you know these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So you've uh, and other things. Yeah, you're, I've, you're, built, I've built my support system. Yeah. So, but you said to me, I don't know how my family stayed with me through all of this. I didn't know you cared that much. So you told yourself a story, but yeah. once you realized that, then you could see, oh, they were there all along. And so that's humbling. That's humbling for me to hear it. That's humbling for you to admit to your mother and maybe your sibs too over time or whatever. And it builds the connection stronger for all of us because we're all a step away from vulnerability, all of us. So, you know, I guess that was a moment where I thought, okay, he's on the road. This was a, such an honest, deep statement. Yeah, and 
I still have to live with the fact that you could fall off the road because that's what happens. Yeah. Sometimes. It can. Yeah. Yeah, it can. It doesn't feel like it's close to me, but I, yeah. I don't have a... More often than not. I don't have a crystal ball. Lots of crystals in this house. You can't yeah, just but... put a couple together and make a ball? <laughs> God damn it. Um, well, no, but I... Statistically, even though I don't genuinely like to apply statistics you... to an emotional state, but statistically speaking, if you are going to... Um, if you are going to, to, to relapse, it happens in the first year. Well, and you did. You did once, or you did at some point. No, when so you started. So July, July will be, July 9th will no, be No, I understand years, that, but, but you, you had a period, and then you had a one And week. then I yeah. slipped, yeah. 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 So you don't have to make me feel better. You asked, what is it like to be a parent? I can't completely throw that away. Mm. That's the truth of it. That's just the truth. And I'm okay. I'm up for that task. Mm. Yeah. I'm okay. Maybe we cap it there. That's 40 minutes. And you thought you wouldn't make it 20. I love you. I love you. Always. And we're going to have a solid amount of tears. Um, thank you. Not that this will be the last conversation we have about the ship, but I love you. Yeah. Forever. Okay. Bye, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>